Hey, business owners, this is Rashad Brown with SwipeFast, located in Columbia, South Carolina. We are excited to be partnering with Jesse E. Canty in the How Bad Do You Want It podcast. Since 2017, SwipeFast has been helping business owners like you save up to 99% in their debit and credit card processing fees. So if you process business to business or business to consumer payments, we have solutions that will meet your needs and would love to hear from you. You can reach us at SwipeFast.com forward slash save. That's Swipe, spelled with the Y, or contact us at 1-800-597-0713. Don't forget to let us know that Jesse E. Canty sent you. Have a blessed day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my episode of How Bad Do You Want It? My name is Jesse E. Canty, and this is episode number six. I'm excited about this episode that I took the time to entitle How I Got Five On It. Yes, I'm going to say that again. I entitled this episode, I Got Five On It. Yeah, and it's kind of catchy after another song that we grew up hearing on the radio. But I really feel impressed to use this title because it's going to make a point to what I feel the Lord has laid upon my heart just for you. But I like to start every episode off with prayer. Can you do that with me? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. I submit unto your will. Lead me, guide me, Holy Spirit, to be uh, a help and a blessing, Father, to the listener. Uh, I ask you right now, Father, that you just have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yep, I got five on it. Been waiting to get in the studio with this one because it really is a monumental message behind it. I want to start off with Scripture. Scripture says this, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. In other words, it says this, he which soweth, uh, in a, soweth a little, he's going to get back a little. Anyone who soweth abundantly, he's going to get back abundantly. You're only going to get back that which you invest in it. The thing that have caused people, and I'm going to give you another scripture in a minute, but the thing that have caused people in today's generation, who have in, our, our crime rate have increased, uh, theft people, there are a generation now, man, who will rob from you, don't care, and will do it boldly. Says, I'm going to let that person get what they want to get, and then I'm going to take it from them and do nothing from It's from a mindset of, I got five on it. They want something for nothing. You cannot be in God and expect to receive your breakthrough by you not putting, but yet you're only putting little effort into it. I've seen it growing up. I've seen it in ministry. I've seen it throughout my family. I've seen it in the lives of friends. And I always wonder why other than grandpa and, you know, not many grandpas around anymore. Why don't somebody call it down to the table and says that you cannot be jealous of someone who puts in more effort than you? You want a hundred, but you only put five on it. You want 105% blessing, but you only put 5% of effort into it. You cannot get to your breakthrough by putting a little into it. Another scripture that says this, as whatsoever you do, 
do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Everything God put in your hands to do, whether it's to work at McDonald's, whether it's to be a father or a mother, whether it's to just cut the grass of the church or or your, your neighborhood grass or whatever it would be, everything we as the believers of God to do are to do, if you're going to school, quit dragging your feet and waking up 15 minutes before you got to be there. Oh, I just hit somebody. <laughs> you got to have integrity and you got to have self-discipline to get to, to live a life that is more worthy of that. Put more into it. Put an equal amount into it that you want to get from it. There's a saying that says this here. Your level of success is only predetermined by your level of effort. Can I say that again? Your level of success is only predetermined by your level of effort. So we have to target the area. We have to hear things like this so it can we can be just like a doctor that's working on us as we're listening to this podcast. We're allowing God to call us out and says, look, you have been putting forth a little effort. You're no different than the song that says, I got five on it, but you want the whole bag to yourself. How can you get a lot and only put in a little? Have you ever seen somebody that gave you a $3 gas and want to run you around town all day long? (laughs) Your level of success is only predetermined by your level of effort. This is a God-given principle in a universal law. You cannot sow apples and expect to receive lemons. You're going to match what you put into it. The Bible also says, he who has friends must first show himself friendly. (laughs) It is a universal law that some of us, we're wondering, and whenever we don't match our effort, that which we want back, it creates people to become thieves. It creates people to become bitter. It creates people to become jealous. And it causes people to walk around full of excuses on why they have not succeeded in life. And the truth of the matter is, you can never expect to succeed if you only put in work on the days when you feel like it. That reminds me, I had an employee once before that I knew it. I knew it. I got prepared for it out the few paychecks that I would do payroll. I knew to go over his, I was real tight because he's going to come back to you and complain about his paycheck. And finally, I just got frustrated and told him, and I had to tell him the truth. I said, listen, how much do you want me to pay you? And what he told me, I said, how can you work five hours and want to get paid for 45 hours? You cannot put in a little time in the vineyard, but yet you want the biggest vineyard in the neighborhood. You're only going to get out what you put into it. That's another saying. You're only going to get out what you put into it, so don't expect more until you do more. 
There's a man in the Bible by the name of King David. I don't know if you ever heard of him. King David, make a long story short. You can go back and read that story yourself. He was trying to buy a threshing floor so he could offer up a offering unto God. Now, you must understand that the word offer or offering means that you're going to sacrifice something to God. Now, watch this here. I'm going to delve into a little bit deeper. Do you understand that whatever God required an offering from somebody, the Bible said, if it, which was giving of a sheep, or animal or something like that. It said it had to be a lamb or an animal without spot or blemish, which means you can't have a sheep fold of a hundred sheep and then one of your sheep is limping. One of your sheep is blind. He's limping. He's blind. He's manged a little bit. His coat ain't too good. Every time you go moving the whole flock, he always dragging off and met the last one. So there are some people who will go take that animal when it come down to making a offer offering unto God and they would offer up the animal that is not their best. And the Lord says, you cannot offer unto God uh, uh, anything that has spot or blemish. If you're going to offer or make a offering unto God, it must be the best of your 100. David was trying to get a threshing floor to offer up an offering unto God. And the guy who was going to sell him the threshing floor said, I heard about you. I know who you are. You got favor with me. So I tell you what, take my property and I'm not going to charge you anything. You would think that if King David was one of us, we'd say, wow, look at God. That's a blessing. Thank you. And we would offer that, try to offer something up to God, that which we didn't never pay for. King David, who understood the principles of success and said, how can I offer something up to God that of that which cost me nothing? It is in, it is in possible for me to make a sacrifice to God or to render a offering to God without a sacrifice. Can I say that again? It is impossible for me to make a give a offering to God unless it comes with a sacrifice. Not just financially, but how not just financially, but even our prayer life with God. How can we come before God and ask God for some strong anointing or some strong blessing of power without putting forth a little with 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 putting forth a little bit of effort? Even when it came down to casting out demons, he said your disciples could not do this. And Jesus said that time where they come out, this kind come out by fasting and prayer, which means you gotta put a whole lot more into it, your relationship, your, 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 your commitment, your connection to your God, you must put a whole lot more into it. If you're going to get out of that, of it, that type of power, this is good. So how much are you willing to invest into that, which you say you want it? You won't. Are you willing to are you willing to invest uh or do you want it so bad that you're willing to invest 100% of you? There is one important rule in life that we often forget about and it is quite fair. Which is again, you only get as much out of life as you put into it. Nothing worthwhile comes easily. 
you got to kill that mindset that says somebody owes me something. Nobody owes you anything. And there is no such thing as overnight success. We have a generation of people who are, who are breeding on hating and jealousy and envy because they think someone is an overnight success. You want the results. Uh, this is what they always do on the commercials when they're advertising the weight loss things. We want those results. And how many of us are willing or not willing to stick with the pain and have the patience and the determination and the tenacity to be faithful and put in a whole lot more than we ever put in before. How bad do you want it will always be answered by, by how much you put into it. I'm going to say that one again. How bad do you want it will always will be answered by how much you are willing to put into it. You will never find, it's a, it's a book. I've read many books, many books on millionaires and people who are successful. And one of the things that I found that was unanimously throughout every book that I read is that anybody who's successful does not sleep 10 to 12 hours a day. Anybody who is successful, they, they're not able to run around and be hang out in the clubs and, and just sit back and just waste days and waste time and still be successful. And usually on the weekends, they look like they're bored and they look like they have no life when they are doing what they have to do now so they get to a place in life where they can do what they want to do. I hate to say this word, but it was something that we grew up in school knowing. If you think back and look back at all the what we call nerds that was in school, most of us, either you don't put in a job somewhere that is probably at the company that the nerds own. They put in a lot in studying. We put in very little and thought we was cool. Years later, they wound up owning the company. Only for us to ask, can we get a job and how much you'll pay us per hour? We put very little into it, but you want a whole lot deeper, bigger results. It is called spiritual steroids. This is why many athletes, many weight trainers, they put in, they take the shortcut. This generation is looking for shortcuts. So messages like this don't really keep you on. They probably tuned off in the first two minutes because it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you patience. If you're going to if you're going to aspire to greatness, you must have patience. Can I give you the perfect definition of the word patient? It means the capacity to accept or tolerate delay problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Listen to that. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. I would entitle that, you got to be able to take a licking and keep on ticking. You got to keep your mind fresh and reminded on the outcome of what you want to have. You got to stay focused on the goal and the dream that God have given you and refuse to let it go. You got to be you got to be willing and capable to wait on it. 
have the capacity to accept or tolerate delay because we already know that every delay is not mean as a denial. Every problem, every suffering that comes your way, but do not be ignored. Do not be anxious. Don't be weary in well-doing. So you must be patient. You also must be diligent. That's my favorite word in the Bible. That means you must be careful and persistent in your work and your effort. Don't be sloppy. Don't live sloppy. Don't build a reputation about you you, that you do not put forth an effort and you're least likely to succeed because you have more of the gifts and the talents, but you very rarely express or operate in that, your capacity. You have to be diligent. You have to be diligent. You have to be determined. You have to put forth painstaking effort consistently. Getting where you want to get in life is not going to come easy. You must make some sacrifices. And if you do not make sacrifices and you're stuck with, I got five on it, you're only going to always be servant unto the lender. Your entire life is going to be living at a whole different level because you did not sacrifice everything. Sacrifice comes with pain. Sacrifice will come with discomfort. This is another word I want to introduce to you. Not introduce, you've heard it before, but we only heard it from the negative connotation. I'm going to show you it's a positive connotation to it as well. You have to be a committed hustler. Not a person who's trying to break the law or get over on anybody, but a person who is aggressively selling and a person who is enterprising or enterprising enterprising person. In other words, what the street would call you, you are a go-getter. You're focused on making it for your family. You're focused and understand that you are Joseph. And the Lord have given you abundant blessings and you have the potential not only to excel the where your family would never want, but even your family's family would never want. That means second generation, third generation, you're able to be a blessing to many others because you are a go-getter. Two things, two principles I learned and I never forget in life. God has not created me to be better than nobody. I am no better than any human on this earth. That is a principle he taught me years ago. And another principle he taught me is no human on this earth is better than me either. He have given me his spirit. He have given us his spirit. And we have all started from the same place. Naked I came into this world. Naked I shall return. But if you're willing to go 105%, then yes, you will exceed those who are only willing to put 5% in it. I refuse to live a life that says I got five on it. If anything, I put 105% effort into it. My dad was the greatest inspiration when it comes to work, his work ethic. 
When I saw my dad, how he put forth work ethic for his family, he knows what it's like. He, he, he was a perfect role model to me. As I saw, he was a truck driver. I saw my dad leave the house. I rode with him a lot in the truck. We was going to Seattle, Washington, which was way on the other end of the United States. We were leaving South Carolina. And as he was packing his bags and we was walking, getting ready to leave the house and walk, walk to the truck, um, a situation happened where my sister stepped on his toe. He pulled back and it broke his toe. I was concerned how in the world is my dad going to drive over 3,000 miles with a broken toe? My dad said, I don't have time to call in the work. I don't have time to not do it because my family is dependent upon me. And I said, well, Dad, maybe I'm not going to go with you since you're hurting. He said, no, you, you, you want to come with me, son? You can come. That was the greatest trip I ever taken in my life because exit by exit, mile by mile, uh, stop, pull over gas station by gas station. Every time I saw my dad get in the truck and out the truck, he was moaning in pain with a toe that had swollen up that should have been going to check on a doctor. But he said, I go to the doctor when I get through because I have to go make that money for my family. We drove all the way to Seattle, came back to the United States, I think roughly about eight to nine days later. And then he got that foot checked on. That's a work ethic that is rarely seen. That is rarely celebrated. But that old saying that if you do what you got to do now, the time is going to come where you're able to do what you want to do later. But you got to kill that mindset. I got five on it. You want to put forth a little effort. You want to work and have every other weekend off because you party on the weekends. Are you willing to work extra time? Are you willing to sleep less? Are you willing to push harder? Are you willing to train harder? My last person I'm going to bring to the to the to the forefront here for for floor. It says of uh, Floyd Mayweather. I just heard Mike Tyson say something the other day. He said, "What makes Floyd May May Mayweather one of the greatest or the greatest ever is not his record." It is not his money, but what make Floyd Mayweather the greatest is that he is a gym rat. The effort he puts into succeeding, he stays in the gym even when he do not have uh, a match uh, that he's having to fight. He always trains. He always puts what we're supposed to put in his body and not what he don't supposed to put in his body. He gives more than 5%. He gives 105% effort. Beloved, I hope you got something out of this episode. I hope you heard the Spirit minister to you in a way that maybe you never heard it before. And he's telling you, you can't look over somebody else and compare yourself to that person because you're not putting in what they're putting in. Quit just giving 5% effort. Quit just sacrificing a little bit. But you want everything. I hope you hear something today. And I want to pray that God bless you. That pray that the Lord leads you. That he guides you in every place and everything that you have to do in life. That he will remind himself to you that I got more for you. 
but you're going to have to put a whole lot more in it. Are you willing to do that? Thank you for tuning in. I pray you have a blessed day. Hello, this is Jesse E. Canton. I want to sincerely say thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I would greatly appreciate it if you would take a moment and leave an awesome review and subscribe to my podcast as well as my YouTube page. I would greatly appreciate it. Until next time, may you all have a blessed day. Hey, this is Jesse Canton, man. I wanted to just say before you listen to this podcast, thank you for taking the time to download this podcast. Listen, I need your help. If this podcast have ever been a blessing to you, drop me an email. Let me know. Give me some feedback. This podcast is heard in over 59, over 60 countries and over 860 cities. Drop me an email at Jesse Canty, J-E-S-S-E-C-A-N-T-Y podcast at yahoo.com. I want you to let me know how it's been a blessing to you. Maybe you want to donate. If you've been blessed by this thing, you can donate at uh, Jesse E. Canty on Cash App or even Zell me or at least pray for me. Do something to help the brother out. I want to tell you thank you again and I hope this episode bless you.